this week on Invasion of the Podcast, CBS boldly goes where it has gone before. I break into MI6 and use my spy skills to get a hold of the new James Bond movie a couple days early. And I pull a cue and ask Joe some A's about spy gear. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, taking over the world one listener at a time. I am, as always, Paul. I didn't think of names this time, Stedman. No way. Yeah, I didn't write anything down. However, to my left, as always, is Joe, shaken, not stirred, Peters. So oh. I gave you a name. I didn't think of one myself. I feel like you, you should give me one. I completely blanked on that. P. P? Just P? Like, well, yeah, because there's like, like M and Q, and then there's a guy in the new one, P. C. Yeah, I just, so there's a I lot just of handle just, all the analysis that goes on yeah. and uh, the, all the spy people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this one's looking foggy. Uh, all right. So got a lot to talk about. Um, like, we'll, we'll, we'll tease this for a second. Joe got to see advanced screening of Spectre, so we're excited to talk about that. That's a scoop here on the show. And we got all sorts of other wonderful news to get to, so let's just get to that. Oh, no. What happened? We're not getting <laughs> <laughs> everyone it's great news the news is that i have sausage fingers and still cannot press buttons so uh news as always is brought to us by uh midwest best brewing um brewing grooming company they you know they make they, they brew the beer bomb um strong enough to tame the roughest of faces and alluring enough to draw in those who love it that's at mw nw uh grooming co.com i keep saying gr- brewing not uh, grooming um so I tried doing No Shave November. I got three days in. I couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. Oh, because I, I talked to uh, the beard elves that I know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably about like two feet high. They, they make all the beard bomb for <laughs> uh, Midwest Best Grooming Company. But They, they um, work for, for elf they, cookies. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was one elf. He will remain nameless because I don't want to get him in trouble, but he was going to have some beard bomb fall off the back of a truck for me, for you. He was okay. Well, then if, if, if beard bomb shows up, I will, I will give in and try. It's just that without that... It gets very frustrating. You're so. just gonna rub it in your stubble. You're yeah, that's like, like, that's, uh, I mean, if I could just make the stubble soft, then I, I will do that. So um, uh, I will say this: yeah. if you guys are out there in the Cleveland area, um, there's a punk rock flea market coming up in Lorain, Ohio. Uh, they're sponsoring part of it, and uh, Midwest Best Grooming Company will be there. Um, if you're not gonna go out there to see them, at least go out there to check out the punk rock flea market because it's gonna be a flea market, but it's gonna be definitely themed with a lot of stuff that we're aligned with. So if you guys like any type of stuff that, you know, whether it's geek, nerdy, or or like beardy, I guess that'll be the thing. It's gonna it's be like t- all these used safety pins that were in people's cheeks. You could buy them in bulk. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be on the 21st of November. And um, I think it's down by... Look at all these cases of Ruby Soho I could buy. I don't remember where they're having it at. Uh, they have a Facebook page, but I will link it on ours so you guys could check it out if you're interested. Um, but Midwest Best Grooming Company will be there. Go check them out. Go check out the flea markets. Flea markets are awesome. 
You can find a lot of cool stuff. Yes, absolutely. So what do we got uh, in news? So news, um, the big thing, I guess, in, I don't want to say it's big because it was just kind of like trickled out. There wasn't like an explosion of information about this. But CVS has announced that come 2017, they're firing up the Star Trek uh, TV series again. It's going to be a new series. They haven't really given a lot of details. Um, but it's cool to be getting another Star Trek series. I know that um, oh uh, Alex Kurtzman is that the not, that's not the name uh, the guy who was the, the main writer behind the the two new movies uh, Alex something he also did um, some of the other he did some of the Transformer stuff he did other other things uh, he is supposed to be behind like getting this on the air and so it makes me wonder if it's not following in line with the new Star Trek movies like being a, a uh, series aligned with that as opposed to. Like the previous existing, I don't know. know. Like I think it would be cool if they stayed in the the, the I guess you could say the prime uh, canon of the show of like after Voyager and after DS Nine. Because I would actually be okay with that because I'm kind of feeling for that kind of Star right. Trek again. I'm I I taught one of my friends is a big Star Trek fan and I mean that's what, he was talking to me about it and he's just like yeah I'm done with this prequel stuff. Like everybody wants to do all this stuff that happened before. You know, with like Enterprise, he's like, "Give me stuff going forward. Like, let's let's do some new stories. Let's keep the ball rolling." And I, for one, agree. I think I think that would be great. Yeah, and plus, also, I mean, not to get too far off on Star Trek, but it's like I really think like Voyager has had its moments. There's some really badass stuff they did with the Borg. DS Nine was really cool in its own way, kind of carving out a niche where it was more of all these different races kind of having to coexist at this, like this access point, like being like DS nine being like a major trade point. So each show kind of still follows the star Trek bit where you always have like the strong willed captain that needs to lean on the, the crew and learn to work with them. Then you always have the alien presence that wants to learn to be human. And yeah, whether it's like robot, uh, alien or robot alien, like whatever it is, you know, like it has all those tropes, but, something about that's comforting and it's very relatable and i I miss that i think like we'll have to get into trek cast sometime because that's definitely a whole cast uh and like i don't want to get it too far into star trek just on the news but yeah there's so many stories i mean i'm a big star wars fan but star trek i do have my star trek experience well you were mentioning that um with uh the new star trek though is that um cbs is doing it on it's gonna be part of their their have a digital service where it's going to be exclusive to that so cbs all access i think it is launched now or it is launching i think it's like six bucks a month and basically it's kind of like a hulu type service but it's all of cbs and when i mean all of cbs they're basically giving you access to old shows that they used to have so like Like all 37 seasons of murder she wrote right so if you're just like (laughs) angela nansborough i need my fix that's six bucks a month like um, but they're going to be putting on like uh, all the old Star Treks on there too. So yeah. I mean, that's almost worth it because I mean, if you want that DVD collection or if you want that collection, um, you got to shell out a big uh, a, a bunch of money for that. Like uh, my girlfriend, she she loves Seinfeld, and like when they put Seinfeld on Hulu, it it made things so much easier because she has a yeah. few of the seasons on DVD. And, like, I always, like, you know, I'm a big um, anti-physical media person. And I always told her. Which is weird because you used to work in an industry that was all based upon (laughs) physical media and and people renting it. I have become the, yeah, the, 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 not the reason that they, yeah, maybe I'm the reason. From, from the ashes rose the phoenix that does not want any, anything physical, but still wants all the entertainment. And I told her, I was like, let's just get the DVDs collections on, on, on digital 
And then you don't have to switch the discs out because she would she would put a disc in and just run it on loop for like hours, and it would just be like the same six, four, five episodes. <laughs> so now that it's on Hulu, though, she could just let it go and just kind of like it, it, it sounds like she was more prepared for the job that we did. We just let something play in the background <laughs> over and over again. You just go about your business. Oh, that man and the Golden Girls. Oh my gosh, the Golden Girls <laughs> theme song. Um, cause Thank it, you for being a friend. Because it'll get stuck on... The, like the title? The, yeah, the, 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 main, title, menu the main menu thing. And then that, that, that song just loops. <laughs> I'll be like in my office playing a game or something on my computer, and I just hear that in the background like, <laughs> why, why is it going on and over and over again? And she's like asleep on the couch. That's funny. So, um, so the interesting thing that you mentioned about the, the CBS uh, digital service that they're using, it's almost like they, they, they sense that it's like we need to get something that automatically builds a fan base in. So we're going to give them Star Trek. People are going to latch onto that. They're going to pay money for the service to watch it, right? Um, so when, when CBS, well, not CBS, but United, not United, um, oh, the actual Paramount, um, cause they have like, that's the part of them, right? When Paramount wanted to launch UPN as a separate network, they anchored it with Voyager because they knew people would come and watch it. And that actually caused UPN to actually start off really high in, in the ratings in terms of what it was trying to do. Yeah. And then they, then they try following that up with like enterprise and that didn't work out so well, but it's interesting seeing Paramount, like each time they try to find another way in, they use Star Trek as that access point. Cause even in like the late seventies, they were going to relaunch Star Trek. It was going to be called, um, oh, Phase 2 is what it was going to be called. And they actually had all his plans to actually launch their own network then and have a Star Trek show. And it was going to bring back the original cast. And then that didn't come together, but that's how they made the motion picture. Hmm. So, like, it's just interesting that this has been a strategy they've used repeatedly over and over again to launch new network streams. So, there you go. That's, there's your Star Wars fact for the day. Star, Star, Star Wars. Star St- Trek. Star Trek. Star something fact of the day. Now we got we to gotta do a bump your, for your, your Stargate your fact Star, of the day. Star Trek fact. No. Oh. That's interesting. No, that is pretty interesting. So uh, 2017 is when they're shooting for uh, uh, this series to kick off. So. Yeah, I'm, I am just curious to see what they're going to do with it because uh, I, everything's all about gritty reboots now, and I don't know if I, – I think, I think a – a whatever you call them, the new universe Star Trek. I think that a kind of show like that can exist and it could be fun because it's still kind of like the wild West because they're just kind of coming out as the Federation and trying to meet all these new planets and all this stuff. And that could be a fun series, but I just give me some old, old style Trek and I'm, I'm good to go. Like I really enjoy that. So, all right. Uh, speaking of throwbacks, though. Oh, throwbacks. So You, you got to finally watch. I, not finally. I guess not, it's been a couple days. It's only been a lot. It, <laughs> it hasn't even been a, a week yet. It's been ages since it came out on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah. So I watched uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead on my lunch today. And uh, oh, my God. Like, it was Is it just, not one of the greatest things you've ever seen? I was really giddy watching it. Like, I'm... I was telling somebody, I was like, man, I'm kind of scared because Sam Remy directed the first episode and like, it, it was, it was like, it was like I was right back there in like the ni- 1987, 19, was it 1983 Evil Dead yeah. came out? And I'm like, I'm like, man, he, he totally nailed it. Like everything felt, uh, Remy. So like, I can't wait to watch the rest of the series and I'm really glad stars just doesn't pull any punches. And I think like my biggest, beef with it was what everybody's beef has been with the cgi like just scale back some of the cgi yeah but there's still a lot of really good practical effects they did there are there was a bit with the scissors that was just messed up so i gotta tell you i was watching that part with the scissors and i had headphones on and i'm sitting at the lunch table 
And this one girl that we, this newer girl at work, was sitting there doing some training or something. And I'm just sitting there watching this on my phone. And this lady just takes them scissors to the hand. And I was just like, oh! And she (laughs) looks at me and starts cracking up. And I'm like, oh, and I'm making this face like, no, 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 don't do that. And it was just like horrific. And I was just like, I love this. And and, and a lot of times you're right. Like I would um, be very harsh on some of the digital assisting but just seeing some of the practical stuff they've pulled off and then like all the, the when you see the deadites faces, that's all practical still. Yeah. And then and, and also just knowing that like the original was made for like sixteen dollars and the effects there <laughs> there's times that that doesn't hold up. So if like you just kind of view it as in like this has always been a a well meant um B B movie production. So it's like I kind of I, I I, I would harshly judge other things before I'd harshly judge Evil Dead because it, anybody can do what they do in terms of a special effects, but they can't do it with the same style and sense of humor and delivery. And there's still some creepy moments. Like we mentioned the scissors. Like there's a, oh, whole, yeah. there's a whole separate plot line now with some cops trying to figure out what's going on. And, it's, and, that, and that feels serious to me. But then you got uh, Bruce Campbell's Ash, which is the greatest goddamn thing that's ever existed. Um, being just still being Ash, like he did not miss a beat. No, he didn't. And and it's like and you know and you think about it, it's like how well do you know Ash as a character? Because you really don't know him that well. No, and he and, he evolved. Like I think like you got the the army of darkness ash and you were just like what is this like this guy he still just feels like the the football hero from high school right that had that one moment to shine and he's and he can't tell anybody about it but he's just carried himself like he's like just like the king right which he is the king he's but the king. it's just yeah i i just i loved it and then um i i you know if you guys haven't seen it please watch it. it's on stars uh Highly recommended. It. It's going to be on for ten episodes. It's been renewed for a second season, which I'm excited yeah, about. Yeah, one episode, I think, and it got picked up for a second season. Yeah, so. and, and like this episode's like 44 minutes long, so I feel like you're getting like um you're like two or good. three Evil Dead movies, right. the, you know, in one season. Like I can't wait to see what what else they decide Just, to do. They did the whole shotgun over the back and shooting, and it was so good. It yeah. was so good, <laughs> and some of the dialogue cracked me up. And I loved how they tied in, like they got you up to speed. So if you've never seen Evil Dead, you know what's going on with it. Well, it's funny. It's like I was on a little Evil Dead tizzy after I watched it. I was just like one of my other uh, buddies at work. He wa- he he. It was funny. He started. He saw me watching it. And then he pulled it up on his phone. He started watching it. So I'm like watching it, and I look over, and he's like like 10 minutes 20 15 minutes behind and i'm just like oh wait you know so like <laughs> we're sitting there watching at the same time so then like i got done and like one of the younger kids at work i was like you like horror movies right and she was like yeah and i'm like so like have you ever seen evil dead and she's like no and i'm like well you got to check it out I, you'll dig evil dead if you like horror movies and she's like well i wanted to come out and i was like oh no 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 don't start with yeah me don't do you, are you running into that now like yeah. um like I, I get it like i know joe and i are, are a little older compared to you know i guess other people that are younger than us i guess i don't really i guess we're older than those you know, that aren't people that are I guess older, we're older than, than people than, than people that are, that are older than us i guess that's really what i'm saying no um but like th- but i'm running into a generation where it's like oh was it made before the certain point i won't watch it i'm like well, how it's just it's was, maddening she was kind of like well i'm not i'm not really sure you know, if if I if I like movies that are that old, because I kind of because it's like the per, not the she didn't say the production, but she basically meant the production. <laughs> She's like, I don't know, it's just kind of bad. And I'm like, no, it holds up. Like, watch. So I found a clip on YouTube. I think it was YouTube from the original Evil Dead with the pencil in the ankle. You didn't bring out like your VHS tape. Like, listen, yeah. 
We're going to watch like, this. It's hold like, on. It's going to take me five minutes to fix the tracking. What's that? <laughs> and Don't then, wor- you, then you kept missing the scene. You had to keep rewinding, fast yeah. forward, rewinding, fast forwarding. But I found the scene with the pencil in the ankle. You know what I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was showing her, and, and she was just like, oh. And I'm just like, yep. I'm like, that pencil gets in there real good. Like, it's stirring the pot. <laughs> and uh, it's it's hard to watch. Like they, It's like a Scantron. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. So Okay. Well, hopefully we've got another another follower of uh, Evil Dead. Because, yeah. you know, like the, the first movie, there's bits that don't hold up just because of just it's a product of its time. It's still a lot of fun. Um, the second one is just like crazy. And I still, I think Army of Darkness is my favorite just because of the sense of humor that runs all yeah. the way through it. But I love all those movies. And I think, and it's unfortunate that there's a rights issue where they can't acknowledge Army of Darkness currently because like that was made under a separate production company. Mm. So they can't really out and out talk about it. But that's why um, in the TV show, he works at a um, what value, was it? A value, value stop or something instead of S-Mart. And it's like, so they can't really call that out. And it's like, and it works. I mean, I have no problem. It's yeah. like, you know that there was this in-between that happened, you know? I and think, it, I think yeah. my favorite thing was the intro when you find out how he read from the book again. Yes. Like, he got the, how, how evil, how evil kind of come, has come back to the yeah. earth. I don't want to ruin it. It's really funny. It's, and just his reaction <laughs> is so good. That was, I started yeah. laughing so hard out loud. Anyway. So please, please. please yeah. yeah. I'm sure a lot of you, if it's on your radar, you're on it. If it's not Ash versus evil dead is hilarious. Yes, so. it's like the anti-Walking Dead. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good time. And then not to say it's anti-Walking Dead, but I mean, God, if you love Walking Dead, watch this. It's a great horror yeah. comedy show. I mean, because it, it's like there, there's always going to be a sense of hope because Ash is never going to be. Even, right. He runs away from, from being heroic, but he always has to be. Right. And yeah, anyway. So um, last bit of news. Uh, we got a ton of game. The whole holiday game season starting to kick off. Everybody yeah. get ready because the next couple of weeks is basically... What games, your, games, games, What games, your kids games. are going to want for Christmas, or your your grown up kids in my case, or or me. So um, tomorrow, or actually tonight at midnight, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three is coming out. Um, that's uh, a lot of people are saying that that this Call of Duty is is probably the big Call of Duty that's going to bring everybody back. Because uh, yeah, Call of Duty were, were lukewarm about Ghosts. Was Ghosts the last one, or was it uh, no, Advanced Warfare? Advanced 2? Warfare was Advanced Warfare. Advanced was Warfare. The, Sorry, I can't keep it straight. The last one, Ghosts, was the one before that, and okay. those both of those were pretty lukewarm. A um, couple of people, like one of my uh, friends who who has he has a YouTube channel, uh, Biblical Reaper. He does pretty much all Call of Duty stuff. Uh, so if you love Call of Duty, check him out. Um, he was telling me, he's like, no, this one is great. I, I really like it uh, compared to, like, the other ones. And, and, and I asked him about the other ones, and they came out. And he's like, you know, it's okay. You know, it's Call, you know, it's Call of Duty. I play it. But he's yeah. pretty jazzed about this one. Um, I used that- to be in a Ray Parker Jr. cover band called Lukewarm Ghosts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we only had one song. It didn't really go very far. It didn't go <laughs> too good. Uh, but that one's rolling out, actually, tonight at midnight. And then next week, we have uh, Legacy of the Void, uh, which is the last chapter in the StarCraft II series. I'm going to wrap all that up with what happens to the universe. Um, and then um, Battlefront is coming out, Star Wars Star Battlefront. Wars Battlefront. That's, I'm probably going to jump on that. Which is, if anybody's played the old Battlefront games, those came out in like 2002, I think. I was terrible at those games, but I had so much fun just picking the different classes running around It was around a lot dying. of fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because like it, it's not as serious, I would think, and as competitive as Call of Duty is, and it's frustrating. But like... You get into the 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 whole nostalgia and the fun of it. Like I don't know if you saw the commercial. Yeah, you, you showed me the, the, the commercial um, is amazing because like the kid playing as a kid yeah. growing up with Star Wars, and then all of a sudden his buddy shows up. But the an X wing, yeah. yeah, it's like they totally like 
prey on that. Ernest Klein shows up in an X Wing. Yeah, and jump in here. They're like, where Get to my DeLorean afterwards. It'll be good. <laughs> but uh, Battlefront's coming out. I, that's going to be fun. Yeah. And no, then, I'm looking forward to Battlefront because it it might be imbalanced in some ways. I mean, who knows? But I'm telling you, but you're going to have some. You, I, Vader better show up and be able to kick everybody's ass. That's the whole thing. Is like, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, it's like you need to have certain bits where like, it's imbalanced, but it's like you expect it because this universe is great and mighty. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like the idea that sheer numbers could overpower. Like I kind of I think that's probably going to be some of the themes there where it's like if you got enough people focusing, you could take out the big bad guys, but it'll be fun to be that bad guy. Yeah, I think it's one thing to play a shooter like Call of Duty and run around and do objective things, but it's another thing if you're like, I'm shooting stormtroopers, or I'm shooting rebels, and John Williams is playing in the background. Do you think if you play as a stormtrooper that you automatically have like a negative five to hitting anything? Yeah, you should. <laughs> you just run around, and it's see. like you're just gun just shoots in all different directions, um, and you clock yourself in the head as you go through doorways. <laughs> That's all you do. So, <laughs> and then the last game uh, that I want to talk about is Fallout Four, which is coming out next week. Which yeah. is um, a big Halo deal. Five came out too. It recently. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's just mentioning it. I, I played. I, no, no. I played Halo Three. That was the last Halo that I got into, um, and then it just basically got into like, hey, look, another one. Can we, money? Can we have hey, money? Low. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, well, people say that like the multiplayer and that's crazy good though. I bet because that's probably the biggest thing to focus on with Halo is the multiplayer. Not to say the story is not important. Um, well, no, unless you're Bungie, the story isn't important. But uh, oh, Destiny oh, Slam! Shots fired. Shots you know for, they fixed they fixed the I, original you know, destiny you know, i'll give you let me give you my destiny update i don't have a, a sound for that and i'd probably not press it right anyway so i i've been playing destiny without buying the taken king because i've been protesting that um i've been playing like they do the random matchmaking where you do the three person strikes yeah yeah. and i like the the me- mechanics are amazingly good like the, like it feels really good and i've been enjoying what i've been playing it's just that and also too now whenever you're going to strike you actually have someone telling you what you're doing so you actually have a reason to go do it it doesn't feel like it's just it isn't like peter dinklage just being very flat talking to you the entire time mm-hmm. so you actually feel like you're accomplishing some things and you have a little bit more context so yeah. they're sprinkling the story in finally it's only taken them a year but the one I'm, thing i like about that too is they change i don't know if you've noticed if you played enough strikes but they'll change different dialogue throughout each one so it's not like hmm. regurgitated like um i didn't notice that there's a there's a strike that you do on the new dreadnought ship where there's bombs all over the core of the ship okay. and you fight the bosses around the core with the bombs. And every time you run into the room, Nolan North says like three different things. Hmm. He, he'll either say one thing or the other. So he doesn't say the same thing every time you run into okay, the room. Well, that's good. So it's kind of cool because it, it kind of mixes it up a little bit. But Yeah, so a, good, a lot of games coming. Uh, this weekend's BlizzCon. Sure, we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, yeah, get ready, folks. Strap in. It's going to be a lot of video games, probably to the like a lot of video game talk till the end of the year. Probably. Coming. Well, yeah, because everybody's got to get their games for Christmas. Yeah. So that's when all a quarter for all these guys are going to be like, here, you want to play our new game? Please buy it for your kids. What was your favorite Christmas game you ever got? Castlevania. Yeah. Like only because that was my usher into Nintendo. Like yeah. we've talked about how like Castlevania was my favorite Nintendo game. It was like it was like the I was like the Nintendo sixty four kid. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. If you guys don't I, know, I actually just watched that episode. Of Tosh.0 last <laughs> night where he was talking to that kid. If you watch the Google Nintendo 64 kid on YouTube, Nintendo 64. and this kid, this kid goes ballistic <laughs> because he gets a Nintendo 64. I was pretty excited 
And when I got my Nintendo Entertainment, my NES back in the day, and Castlevania was the game I got with it. And literally, I didn't open any of my other presents. My mom was just kind of like, what the hell? That's funny. Like, I'm like, yep, Dracula's got to be defeated. So Castlevania is probably... You had till sunset. You had to get it done. My favorite favorite, uh, Christmas game ever. Yeah. Uh, Mine, uh, no surprise, Mega Man 2. Yeah. I never even played Mega Man 1 at that point. Nintendo Power got me so hyped up for Mega Man 2. That's all I wanted. You know what's funny story about Mega Man 2 is um, I rented Mega Man 2. That's when I got it when I didn't buy it or anything but I was just like oh cool the new Mega Man yeah I rented it and somehow I kept it under the radar of my parents and <laughs> I had that game for weeks oh no and we, the juice was running yeah we took it back and it was like forty dollars <laughs> to return it because of late fees <laughs> You parents were bought it. so pissed. <laughs> I was just like, I was Doctor Wiley. Was I had to beat him? Yeah, it's, I. I think your parents underestimated your sense of justice. Really, you know, you just wanted to save the day. So yeah, massive late fees on Mega Man because I didn't <laughs> want to funny. get Mega Man up. So um, yeah, a lot of games. Like I said again, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about there. Um, but now we got to talk about this. Seven weeks till Star Wars. Is it seven or six? Is it six? six. Uh, maybe it's six weeks till Star Wars. It's no, some it's weeks. Seven. seven weeks. Okay. It's seven. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, it would be seven. Yeah. And it's it's Star Wars is getting closer. And seven so, weeks to yeah. Episode Seven. Yes. There you go. Uh, so Star Wars fun fact. Um, everybody knows that um, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are BFFs. Um, I think they they have a timeshare together. They're and beer they, brothers. They're beer brothers. They they probably use the beard bomb. Yeah, that that that's a good that's a good idea. We need to get them in touch. George with, Lucas uh, uses a neck waddle bomb. Mid, <laughs> the Midwest best. I make it shiny and so soft. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it spills out of those collared shirts. Um, like uh, Lucas, like who got hands off with directing from Empire and Jedi. Uh, um, he wanted Spielberg to direct Jedi. He was like, "You're you're my BFF. You're my star, my moon." Um, uh, I, need, I need you. I need you to direct the Jedi. And I won't cross water to do it, though. <laughs> but yeah, he was like, "I need you to direct the Jedi," and Spielberg was all for it. But Lucas had been kicked out of the Directors Guild. Um, well, he did do a lot of stuff that was like off the cuff at the time making those movies. Yeah. So like, I mean, he did a lot of like, I mean, not guerrilla, but like just he was like, screw it, I'll do it on my own. And that pissed off a lot of people. It did. And that and those people were the director's guild, which Spielberg was in. And basically the guild was like, no, like you'll have to turn your signet all, ring. All in. these robes met together. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like they took his signet ring. They were like, we're, you know, we'll let we won't let you in the safe house. It's like we have the script for Jaws three. We will let it loose. Right. And then they did anyway. So we had no Steven Spielberg for Return of the Jedi because I of, think that would have been amazing. Not I do the, too. Not that I'm saying that. Um, oh, was it, it wasn't Kirshner that did the no? Who did the third one? Uh, Richard Merrickwade. Okay, yeah, because Kirshner did the second. He did he, the, um, did Empire. Empire Strikes Back. No, I mean, and, and Jedi is not a bad movie. It's just that like no, I love Jedi. Yeah. Growing up, like Jedi was my favorite when I was. Yeah, like that's, five. I think I think at the time like that was all the kids' favorites because it was the more yeah. like fantastical like with all the you know the, the short Wookies, the good guys coming back. Plus, I think it was the longer one. Yeah, I think you got more mystical action. You had more lightsaber duels. Yeah, you had the Ewoks, um, which it's weird because the Ewoks were very like kid centric. They yeah. were they were very targeted at kids, and then Lucas tried to recreate that in Episode Three, and we all know what happened with that. Yeah, I just you know like um, they're not people, Episode Three, the prequels. I'm people, sorry. I, 
Lucas always had an eye towards family entertainment, even yeah, with the, even with episode four. And people tend to forget <clears throat> that this was all made to be like all encompassing, and and people hold it so close and so dear that they forget that kids are supposed to like this. Speaking of um, family friendly and stuff, uh, going forward, this is another Star Wars extra fact that, that bonus fact, bonus fact. Um, Disney is supposedly eradicating the slave Leia image and costume. Oh, I, I saw that. Yeah, from all marketing. So, like, obviously, it's going to stick in the canon from the movies. They can't mm-hmm. really eradicate that whole scene, but there will be no more images or like uh, merchandise referencing that or uh, applying that. I, you know, I don't see that being. A, I don't really. I don't see it a big problem. I think it's okay. Like, I don't really. I don't need to revisit that, but I don't. I don't. I feel weird that they wouldn't acknowledge it. You know what I mean? Well, my my whole thing is like if you go if if not that it's like oh we got to have gold plated bikini women be slaves like that's a definite story point we we got to get into all these movies. But I feel like if there's something that is um, like something a bad guy would do, uh, then they should let the bad guy do it in terms of the story. Right. And as long as they're not like being like you know you're not seeing like people get beheaded and stuff or whatever. I don't yeah. know. But like I, I just don't don't censor yourself going forward. But I can certainly see stop like glamorizing that you know like right. I, i'm fine with that you know like i'm not fine with them changing all the guns to walkie talkies and et but you know, that's a whole nother thing you know you remember that or no no like they like spielberg went back and changed all the uh the the, the like this the government agents had guns and they changed them to walkie talkies you don't remember like yeah and spielberg even admitted later he's like i probably shouldn't have done that but yeah anyway so yeah. uh there's your star wars fact and your bonus fact and now we're going to go on to this and now for our feature presentation. You just need you just need bigger buttons. You should get a bigger screen. I need um yeah I need a uh, some kind of spy gadget with a bigger buttons. With a bigger screen. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm just getting older and I just need a bigger screen. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So spy movies. James spy Bond. Movies. Yeah, Spectre came come, came out. Spectre comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to risk all my life to go to break into MI six. There's a lot of gorilla rolls. He just took a lot of just like action rolls to get in. So, uh, but I was able to go. I went to it last night. Uh, we went to the screening of Spectre, um, and uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, I I would say as far as the Daniel Craig Bonds. Um, I would put it somewhere near the middle. Uh, Casino Royale uh, is, pr- or Skyfall is probably number one. Skyfall was really good. I like Skyfall. Skyfall was good. Yeah. And then Casino Royale, and then this Spectre, and then supposedly Quantum of Solace happened. So, well, okay. So, um, I'll have some questions about Spectre here in a second. James Bond is like um, an entertainment icon. There's, this is like what the 27th Bond movie. Something oh, like geez, that. I don't even know what the number is. It's something is. like it's, that. It's pretty high. Yeah, um, like there's so. not there's not really been too many mainstream franchises that have made this many movies and still keeps coming back. Right. I, well, actually, I can't think of anything else that really comes. 27 close to movies. It. Something no. like that. Yeah. Um, and so people love it. There's people that like this is their favorite thing of all time, and I'm sure they're stoked for this. Um, I was never really a big Bond guy growing up. Like I think I had more people that liked playing the game Goldeneye. Um, then they were really interested in Goldeneye, mm-hmm. right? And actually, Goldeneye was the only 
uh, Pierce Brosnan Bond, Bond movie I ever saw, and it was okay. Like I like Goldeneye a lot. Like like Sean Bean dies. I mean, that's what happens, you know. Yeah. Um, and that one was it was goofy, but it had the big tank chase in it, and that was a lot of fun. I've just never been a Bond guy, and I was telling Joe about this before the show, and I, I'd like to spoil this a little bit more that like. Bond's supposed to be a regular guy. He's supposed to be like really good at what he does, but he's mm-hmm. also supposed to take like at least the Daniel Craig Bond takes a beating. Mm-hmm. Like he is like he gets the job done, but there's always a little bit of like a personal loss to him going mm-hmm. forward. Though previous Bonds have always like somehow they go through all this and their and their tuxedo is still in good shape and like whatever. Right? I, I just never bought the sense of like danger. Like the Bond himself was ever actually in danger. I think so. I kind of not. I'm not always interested in these stories. But I think the fun of James Bond is not so much the danger that he's in; it's how he gets out of it. Yeah, because that's fair. We know at the end of the movie, like they're not going to kill James Bond off because they're going to continue the franchise. It's like Doctor Who; they're just going to regenerate and make a new actor or actress. See, but at least like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm using I'm using one I'm using one British franchise to to, to right. focus other. At least with Doctor Who, they they kind of say. We acknowledge this is the same character, but here's the here is a backdoor of the regeneration to show how we also acknowledge this is a different person playing this character, right. and that explains his personality quirks. But while 007 is supposed to be the same guy no matter what, well, um, like that, but that the but like I don't watch James Bond. Like there was there were moments in the movie, even Inspector and all the other ones, where he's getting tortured or something's happening or he's running out of a building before it's going to explode and you're just like i know he's going to get out yeah. but how is he going to get out no and that's and fair it's I, like i like macgyver too you know well, like, <laughs> and i think they do they i think they do a lot of things like because they make the other characters expendable okay i think they put those other characters in peril with him to make you try that's where the that's where the the that what you're looking for is coming from because you're like is he going to save the girl is she going to get blown up or mm-hmm. is she going to drown or is he going to save her so that's kind of like i guess that's the connection that you're talking about that you're missing with bond because you know bond's going to live yeah but is he going to save the person so i guess him how he's going to survive the scenario is he going to save the person? That's why it's exciting and well, interesting. Someone kicked around an idea a couple of years ago, and it was like one of the, when they were trying to go, I don't know if it was during the Craig era, but maybe right before, someone had pitched an idea to MGM where they said, what if the Bond name and the 007 um, designation is given by the government? That someone is now picked to be the new Bond and the new 007, and that's kind of like, like kind of like how Kingsman has the different like Lancelot yeah. and Merlin, and it's like, like you kind your of, name you kind of rotate James into Bond, it's a title. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of dug that a little bit, where it's like, you know, it it just there's always going to be one Bond. Well, Jason Bourne is another example. That's like, true too, because yeah. Jason Bourne wasn't his name. Yeah, but like um, with with like Bond, like they did. Did you see Skyfall? Yeah, I did. So like even in Skyfall, like they did the good job of like when he came back because like Money Penny shot him. Yeah, and then he like decided to take a little hiatus and drink uh, vodka with scorpions and things like that. <laughs> like and with scorpions in them, not with the actual scor- like not hanging out at the bar. Like, hey, scorpion, what's up? What's we're gonna, up? Yeah, we're come gonna, here. Yeah, he's just, just like, like yeah, all right, scorp- buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he went to go fight um, in the tournament. He goes into the bar. Yeah, Bond walks. In, Get over here! <laughs> it's like, oh, that's my buddy. Um, <laughs> No, but when he, I would watch that movie, <laughs> I would too. He comes back and like, remember, M puts him through that physical, yeah, and he totally fails it. But she lets him. through. She lets because, him through. Yeah. But like that proved, like I think that I love that part about Skyfall because it showed his mortality more. Yeah, and it was like he's not like this like 
like super serum Captain America British agent. Like the dude is like he's getting old. Maybe he he can't do as many pull ups, but you know. Well, you know, and so here here was what I was going to ask you about um about Spectre is that they said that like from Casino Royale and on through to the end of Skyfall, which at that point you um you got a bond that was more understanding that he has to have a team behind him to be successful. Mm-hmm. And then you actually had a lot of the traditional bondisms in place at the end of Skyfall. Mm-hmm. And then you march into Spectre, which is supposed to be like more of a traditional bond movie where you got yeah. the bond tropes of like the, the suit, like the debonair, the yeah. attitude. I mean, not that Dan or Craig hasn't had the attitude, but he was more of like, um, He's I hate very- using the word street smart, but he was more of like, rough and tumble. I'm going to do things my way uh-huh. as opposed to, I mean, and bond always has, but he's going to use, he's going to use the tools that he had, like the, all of the people around him to make the, the, to, to be successful. No, they, 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 they actually make it a lot more. They, they has a lot more heart than the other bond movies. I'll okay. give it that. And they do have a lot of good jokes. And I don't mean jokes by like, like laugh out loud, funny jokes, but just kind of like, eh. like the opening, they always have a chase in the opening scene. Um, the chase, uh, one of the buildings explodes and, you know, he's running and running and running and trying not to fall through all this debris of this breaking building. And he's kind of doing like this parkour, parkour, like stuff where he's jumping to ledges before they just dismantle underneath his feet. And then like, he finally gets stuck on one and he falls like maybe like 10 feet and he lands on a couch and he's just like, all right, whatever. And he just gets up like, <laughs> like all that to land on this, like this cushy couch. And like, there's all this debris and stuff around him. And then he gets up and does the like, dust the, the off. dust off. Okay. And, and he, st- he still looks like, you know, debonair as ever, like, because that's well, him. Because even that brief bit too, in a, in Skyfall, when he's on the train, he just kind of steps into the train when he like crashes into it. And he kind of mm-hmm. still does the whole, I got to adjust my suit. Like, yeah. just to be like, here I am. Like type of thing. Oh yeah. That's totally so him. It just, I, that's why I felt like, like they took, it took like three movies to finally get to like we've we've brought Bond back where it's okay to take him on this big mm-hmm. over the top adventure yeah. type of thing, and they I mean they told it they give him an Ashton Martin or an Aston Martin <laughs> an Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher Martin I keep doing that Ashton Kutcher like an Aston Martin that actually has like like spy hunter stuff it just it. drives around and punks people um but like it, he's going through the switches and it's kind of humorous to see him like you know like some of them work some of them don't work because it's always a prototype you know? yeah he's just like oh geez you know so so it kind of goes back to that like you know it's kind of funny because all the other cars that he's driven have always just been like straightforward like this car is just like a super you know fast fancy car it doesn't have any spite stuff in it so that's yeah and cool. you're right because i think that's been something that they steered away from initially no no pun intended they wanted to get bond back to he's resourceful and he has some some tech but it's more about him completing the mission as opposed to having like every possible device and, available and there's one or two gadgets that play into a lot of the stuff so they they actually you know gave well, him skyfall only had that gun that was like a palm print read only like remember, like they they fell into oh, the animal no. pit, and the one dude went to go grab it yeah. and like, and shoot something, and ends up like not being able to shoot the animal and attacks him, and Bond just picks the gun up and goes away. Like that was about it. Like, yeah, no, they have like a like a, a watch, a gadgety watch, and it, oh. it's kind of neat. So. Or, or or Judy Dench builds all those like weird screw bombs that she like, just yeah. screwed into. Like, how many loose screws do you have in that mansion? <laughs> There was a lot there. there. There's a scene there we don't have where they went to the Home Depot and just bought like 60 pounds of screws and bolts. So like, what are you doing? It's like nothing. And yeah. it's, and, oh, we all need, we need all like, we need 70 light bulbs and gunpowder. 
Don't ask questions. It's an old abandoned house. I'm sure they found a ton of stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it it does. I I liked it because it did take it in that direction. Because I think Casino Royale started out because they said that Casino Royale was going to be like when he becomes a double O agent. Yeah, and then it was going to take off from there and build up. And and it did because like I remember with Skyfall when they in- introduced Money Penny. Because for a while it was just like okay, m- uh, Money Penny is is not like around in mi6 and then it's like you find out at the end of the the movie that that's money penny you're like oh cool and then same thing with q like q's starting to come around and have more gadgety things and and then even like when they changed judy dench um uh from judy from m from judy dench to ralph fines yeah because m was a guy in the original bond so they're kind of like backtracking that but she even was m and the last of the brosnan movies she was she was m and brosnan i think they just carried that over and it worked well but i feel like like daniel craig was like a complete scrub like start bond like reboot it but then like also use it and i'll tell you this if you want to hit spoiler alert because we were talking about this a little bit this is actual We'll hit spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. So if you want to quiet it. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! So they, they build Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz plays the main villain of the movie. Is he a German dentist? He Yeah, he is, because Bond <laughs> doesn't want to brush his teeth. But uh, there's um, uh, there was a lot of rumors, because the movie's called Spectre, and in the previous James Bond movies, uh, Spectre was led by uh, Blofeld, which... Um, they said, no, 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 Christoph Waltz playing a different dude. No, he's totally Blofeld, um, which I was kind of surprised at, like, when they when they brought that out. Like, Bond was in one of the torture scenes, and, like, he wakes up, and then the little fluffy white cat's there, and you're just like, oh, that's the cat. That's totally his cat. And then, um, Mr. Like, Bigglesworth. Like, he's doing the monologuing while he's tied up, and then he's, like, he, he says something about how uh, the character name they gave him, uh, that character, or that that character supposedly died and everybody thought he was dead. And, and, and Christoph Waltz was like, no, that guy died on a mountain, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I go by Blofeld now. And you're just like, Oh, that's how they're going to do it. So. I, you know, and, and that's fine. Like, I don't feel like that takes anything away from, from when I watched the movie, because right. it kind of had that, that indication. And it's like, and they did the same shit with Star Trek in the darkness where it's like, Oh no, it's not con. It's not, Oh, it's con. It's and basically it's like, what it was. And, yeah. and that made me really mad because I felt like, if it's not going to be Khan, and you're telling me this guy's name was John Harrison, I think is what it was, right? Yeah. It's like, make that, like, and he was all part of that whole same group of, like, genetically altered humans and, like, the whole thing where Khan's <laughs> from, if, right? Like, they, they were all stored in those, those, those uh, photon missiles and all that. Yeah. Like, why not, like, when at the end of the movie, you're, you're like, letting all these people out and you realize that you let Khan out then. That would be way more like, oh, shit, bad stuff's about to happen. Right. And you could have let him be his own character, and that would have been really cool. What if instead of screaming Khan, they yelled, they screamed John, and they never changed his name? It was like, <laughs> John! John! I would, you know, I would still hate it, but that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's pretty much the, the breakdown of Spectre without really telling you everything. Well, I mean, so you liked it, but you felt I like... I did like it. I heard it, it just kind of runs long at times and kind of drags. A little think, bit. Yeah, so... A little bit. Um, uh, Dave Batista, I thought was a really good. Oh, he's supposed to be a henchman in that. He's too. a very right. good henchman. Like he has one line in the whole movie, and, and it's super sh- literal. It's shit. He says it once. <laughs> he's a- like that's it, and then like the rest of the movie, quiet silent or strong silent type. So, uh, that works. Yeah, very very good henchman. Uh, brooding, very scary. The fight scene between him and Bond is amazing. I okay, thought it was good. really good. Um, and then like, I think he's going to be back. I don't know, but he should be. So, well, there's only been like the only henchman I know of that's actually come back for a second time around was Jaws. Yeah. So why not? I mean, Blofeld showed up 
like thirty-seven like, times. Yeah, from what like you've three seen. or four times. Yeah, by multiple actors. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully they keep Christoph Waltz because Christoph Waltz is amazing. Yeah, he's like, how did the world not know about him? Like, I did not know about him until Inglorious Bastards. It's like he's been around for like a long time. What did he do? He did something before Inglorious Bastards. What did he do before? Inglourious I don't know, Bastards? but it's like, but he he was he's a German actor, so I mean, maybe that was like his bread and butter, and then Tarantino gave him a chance. And it's like, and he's like my favorite part of Django Unchained is like his character the entire time is so good. Like, uh, so, and I was excited that he was cast as a villain. Cause it like, he was so scary, but charismatic and glorious bastards that I knew he'd be good for bond. Yeah. Um, so definitely like, is it a, like a first weekend watch, like go out day one, see bond, or is it just like, I would say like bond is a big deal. I would say, go see it, you know, check it out opening weekend. Um, it's, it's definitely a movie you, you don't want to miss. Cause I think it's an event. When there's a new James Bond movie. So which one did you like better? What did you, you saw Man from Uncle? I did see Man from, well, Man so, from Uncle. So of the two, I mean, um, I, know, I know it's apples and oranges a little bit because Man from Uncle no, is supposed to be more of a serious like it, Cold War spy movie. Yeah, I liked Bond better because Bond is a is a quintessential action movie. Okay, like it covers so many bases. Like the new the like like Spectre, not compared because like Casino Royale and Quantum were more Jason Bourneish and super serious. Okay. Um. Like Spectre and Skyfall definitely fall into like there's a little bit of humor involved with it, um, but like you know the debonair secret agent always gets the girl, which I don't know what he, magic he uses because it's not normal for him to just like have this animal attraction, like that these women just come at him. Like, I don't know. I mean, I I would be like, "Sup, Daniel Craig? Sup, Daniel Craig? What's up?" Um, <laughs> there, there's you were a Tomb Raider. Like, I gotta talk like to when, you. When when you see it, we'll have to talk about it because the the one scene where you were a Tomb like, Raider with an American accent playing <laughs> against an actress that's American with a British accent. Whatever. Anyway, move on. Like, but I was just like, I like the one chick. He, I'm like, how did he pull that off? Only James Bond would pull that off. I was like, joking about it with my one of my buddies who went and saw it. Um. But uh, Man from Uncle, I like Man from Uncle was more like a buddy cop movie. Okay, like, I think that's fair uh, yeah. because like you really didn't have a leading. You had Army Hammer playing a KGB agent, and then you had um, uh, Henry Cavill playing Superman. Playing, playing Superman, no, playing an American CIA agent, and the, basically the two of them were working together, and they were working together begrudgingly, like they didn't get okay. along. But it's like both of them had like such a good spy skill set. Um, like I feel like. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Cavill was more James Bondish, okay, because he was very suave, very debonair, and then um, uh, Hammer was more Jason Bourne, huh? So he was very serious, straight to the point, very effective, like effective. One, two, three, the yeah, to he's, yeah, very time. He's like, we're gonna do it like this, and then like like Cavill would always his character would always just be like off the cuff. He's like, well, I took care of this for you. He's like, you go ahead and do that. <laughs> so like, there's a really funny scene where the bad guys they break in somewhere, and the bad guys are chasing them all around, and like. Um, uh, hammers driving around in like a speedboat, and they're all chasing him, shooting him, and then like uh, Cavill falls out of the boat, and then he swims to the shore, and he just like gets in a truck, and he finds some guy's lunch, and he's just eating the lunch, like, watching <laughs> them chase him around. Like, <laughs> it's funny. pretty funny. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed Man from Uncle. I talked to a couple people; they were like, "Yeah, it was okay." I'm like, "I thought it was really good." Plus, it's like Guy Ritchie. Yeah. It's like really good Guy Ritchie. So then, the, to rewind it back a little further, Kingsman. Ooh, going back, Kingsman. Kingsman was like. It was like Bond, but it was like more superhero you know, Bond. origin Bond. Yeah, yeah, it was very superhero-y Bond. Like, take like a Marvel take on James Bond. Like, you know, um, 
a lot more uh kung fu fighting yeah um you know some of the some of the gadgets were like really crazy you know so it was very like superhero bond i enjoyed kingsman a great deal so uh, i mean i know it's all like comparing completely different products but i feel like there has been kind of like not a glut but like there's been a like in the past like like 12 months there's been three quote-unquote secret agent spy movies right and and on top of that too not 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 that it's the same thing but then you had the spielberg movie that came out a couple weeks ago bridge of spies bridge of spies came out yeah yeah. which actually dealt with like cold war and actual spying Mm -hmm. like the non-sexy spying you know so right because you have those good dramatic spy movies like um like bridge of spies is one of them uh what was the one russell crowe was in um Um, god there's there's a lot that are on to my uh Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. That, yeah, it's Gary Oldman. I heard Gary that's Oldman. really good. That's really good. Um, Munich's a spy movie. Um, yeah, that is, but it's like more like technical. Well, I mean, it is spying, but it's like those guys get in. They're almost like a black ops. Well, then you get like then you get like which, the, by the way, Munich is a is a really good movie. People haven't seen that. It is dark and just sad, mm-hmm. but it's all like based on a true story, and just like Spielberg doesn't shy away from the violence. So when it's there, it's abrupt and it is brutal. And it's, then there's yeah. like uh, the Jack Ryan series. Oh yeah, like Clancy. Is it Clancy? Uh, Tom Clancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and there's like so. Jack Ryan is basically. I don't want to. It's it's basically a poor man's American <laughs> James Bond, President Bond. Because yeah. like now that now he's the president in those books, I think. Like talk about like sequels. Like every six months, there's like another Jack Ryan novel that comes out. So I don't know if Clancy actually leaves his house anymore. I don't he's know. like, I'll sign off on being named after a video game. Something, something, something. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Tom Clancy's Future War. I don't know what that is. It's fine. Tom Clancy's Hawks. That's fine. I don't even, airplane, sure. Whatever. It's fine. Like, Are these talking vegetables? Right, I don't whatever. know. Whatever. It's fine. Tom Clancy's uh, VeggieTales. I don't, whatever. It's fine. But um, really, I never really got into Really the, political vegetables. I really never got into the Jack Ryan movies. Oh, they're like, about to say you didn't really get into VeggieTales. No, I'm like, I, I, I didn't get into VeggieTales <laughs> either. But no, I got it. I like I liked the Bourne movies. Like, I, So I will admit, like, it, it like, after working in our mass uh, media distribution area that we worked in, I had not, I did not actually watch the Bourne movies until much later, and I liked them a great deal. They were actually really, really good. I think, but watching them like back to back to back really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. Like I finally came around to watching. I did watch the all the Craig movies except for the new one, obviously. And it took me until like was like this past year to sit down and watch those. So oh. it's been a while. Like okay. I hadn't actually watched any of it, and I feel like watching Quantum of Solace right after Casino Royale helped Quantum of Solace a lot. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like an action packed movie, yeah, but I it felt like you. it was a long. It felt like a very long, like epilogue to Casino Royale. I feel like if you would have watched Quantum of Solace, like, like, at, like, within the interim of years between Casino, you'd have been like, "What happened?" <laughs> like, Quantum of Solace isn't so terrible that you have to look away from it's like it. Quantum but it of Sadness, like, but you're just like, man, that could have been a little bit better. He was pining for Ava Green so much, where I'm like, "You guys were together for how long?" And she was screwing you over the entire time. Oh man, you should. He's kind of like, he's got that Romeo effect because he does that with this Bond chick yeah. in this movie where it's just like, you guys were together for a week, calm it down. Oh, what's her face is in this too? Um, freaking, um, oh, um, Monica Bellucci. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I have a thing for Monica Bellucci. Oh, wait, wait. Really? Yeah, like, because oh, she's like, like late 40s, early 50s now, something yeah. like that, right? Like, not that that means anything, she's, but she's got to be late 50s. Yeah, or not like, late, early 50s, sorry. Yeah, because she was like late 40s in the Matrix stuff. And yeah, she, she's, like, she's got to be early 50s. I still. It, it, she was the only bright part of shoot 'em up, and that movie was terrible. It's 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 showing a little bit on her. She's, she's yeah, I, I would Monica that Bellucci. I don't know what that means, but that, you know. But <laughs> uh, so you said you did some reading about spy movies as well, and like this general like no, you you did you didn't know you didn't I, do any homework. You broke in <laughs> to MI six 
or whatever, MI7, I whatever it is. I didn't and have you got time. to see Spectre, but you didn't read up on Spycraft? I was watching. How did you make that happen? I was watching a movie the whole time. You're just like, i got to study this laser I'm grid. I'm getting work shot my way at. Through. Yeah. Do you know how hard? I had to set up yarn. There's <laughs> all this yarn in my living room, and I'm like, this is how the laser grid works. And then I'm doing that butt thing like Captain Like Zeta a tra- entrapment, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zeta Jones and Entrapment, who was trained by James Bond to steal things in that movie. Right? Um. Yeah. So, oh, real quick, uh, before we get any further, yeah, favorite Bond. Um. Well, see, I like. I don't have a lot to speak from. I mean, okay. Connor Connery's the icon. Yeah. And it's just because, like, like I mean, well, I guess it's not even true because a lot of people hold up. Um. Oh crap! Uh, Roger Moore. Roger Moore is Bond. Yeah. I um, for me. It's tough. You know what? Craig has kind of won me over, but I still got to go Connery and then Craig. And then George Lazenby? No, George Lazenby <laughs> is not. He's down all the way down. There. Yeah. I think it's Connery, Craig, uh, Brosnan, Dalton. No, 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 no. Uh, I like Timothy Dalton more now than when he was Bond. Um, yeah. I don't know what it was. Because it's like, I, even I though everyone says that like he was the closest to like Ian Fleming's like books. Well, Ian Fleming said that. Okay. He, he was like, he's like, that was the closest. Like on his gotten. own edge. Like just, yeah. you don't, like almost like a guy that's close to relapsing. But it's like, he was pushing him a little too far. That's yeah. like, that's how, yeah. So, but um, Roger Moore and then Lazenby. I don't really like Roger Moore. Yeah. Like, but Connery's my, my quintessential. Do you think Roger Moore's kind of like, like the British Shatner, where it's like he's just kind of mooning for the camera the entire time? I don't know. I don't know what it is about yeah. Roger Moore. Something Roger, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I like I like Daniel Craig a lot, cause, but at the same time, it's like that's the only ones I've sit down and really watched. Like, I feel like I owe it to myself to actually watch some of the Connery Bond movies. Like, you should. Like, Connery and Moore both are grandpa quality now, but Roger Moore is that grandpa you just, you're just like, you're, you're not interesting. <laughs> But Connery is that grandpa. You're like, man, Grandpa Connery, Grandpa Bond. Well, do you think also Lazenby, you didn't like him because he's the one Bond that got married at the end of the movie? Yeah. That and then they like never, count. ever, they never, ever got back to that ever yeah, again. They, they just were like, yeah, that, that's why I said See, it I know a really lot count. about Bond, but I haven't watched it, yeah. which is bizarre. No, um, you should watch some of them. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, I haven't seen all of them, but there's a lot of good ones well, out and there. I, and I think Bond, like in terms of like um, just like things that we take for granted now, like the the weird tech, which we're going to want to do a quiz on that in a second. Um, but then you have like the over-the-top villains. Um, and then you also have the really bizarre henchmen. They're, also, they're supposed to be always like, and also the the, the femme fatales, the femme fatales, and then the names too. Like, the, yes, they, yeah. that's one thing I kind of Christmas Jones, Christmas Jones, and and Pussy Galore, and yes. Octopussy, and Honey Rider, and and then like I think my favorite thing about one of the things about Casino Royale was. Um, uh, when they were going to the casino, like Eva Green and, and uh, Daniel. Craig oh yeah, driving. there was a joke about the name. Wasn't yeah, there, there was yeah. a joke about the name. He's got the uh, the letter, and he's just like, "These are our cover names." He's like, "You're Amelia Broadchester," and she's like, "No, I'm not." And he's like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, you are." Like, <laughs> like that was like such a good like post, stab at the original, stab at all yeah. the all the names and stuff like that. But like even some of the, like like solitaire, even though that's not very sexy or anyone. Well, even but, like, like when you get to like Odd Job and Jaws, and it's like these very distinct thing well, you know and i guess like, they never say it inspector but um batista's name is mr hinks okay so that's kind of very henchman very henchman yeah, yeah like so i mean who throws a shoe honestly who throws <laughs> a shoe honestly <laughs> and then talking about that it's like you got like i guess there's there's a um oh not the cohen brothers maybe because i know they have another movie coming soon but uh sasha baron cohen's in a new upcoming uh, there's a trailer for a spy movie with him and someone that's playing his brother, and it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's done by like more like higher 
tier filmmakers. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be like it looks like so that we're not done with spy movies by any stretch no. of the imagination. Spy um, movies are always fun, even if you have comedies, because you have you know like uh, Melissa McCarthy just had Spy come out. Yes, I heard that was Jason actually not Statham. bad. I heard it was good too. I wanted to watch. I, that. I haven't watched it, but like I like her. She's a very funny actress, physical comedy. And then you got Aust- Austin Powers, which I mean, oh yeah, geez, Austin I, Powers. Geez, like even though Goldmember wasn't great, um, the Spy who shagged me, the second movie, I remember being in the theater. I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard at the time. Maybe it hasn't aged well, but I was entertained. Like, I had yeah. the original Austin Powers on VHS, and I probably almost wore that tape out. Yes. Because that was the type, like, when I was in high school, I would just throw it in and just let it run and just, you know, like, I would sit there and, like, pet the cat like Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, Dr. Evil, which was clearly a, a Blowfield uh, ripoff, you know. Yeah. So, um, and, and I'm just trying to think like there's been like, it, what was it? Um, if looks could kill, that was the Richard Grieco spy movie. If you remember that, like it's supposed to be his big yeah. breakaway from 21 jump street. Didn't do so hot there. Um, some other stuff too. That's going to tie into the spy game. Kids. Yeah. The, the spy <laughs> kids. Um, you but, know what, you know, it's a really good spy movie, uh, that I think gets under the radar a lot is uh long kiss. Good night. Oh yes. I Gina forgot Davis. about that. That's like a really, that's one of my favorite spy movies. Yes, and um, it's not even really a, a, a. I wouldn't really. It's more of an action movie. It's more of like movie. it's more of like a pre-born born movie. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a. Like a she doesn't know that she is right, and then she gets like untriggered or activated, and then I think probably one of my favorite spy movies that a lot of people don't consider a spy movies Total Recall. Because yeah, that makes sense too. I because didn't think if about you that. think right. about the plot of Total Recall, it's like. How do you go so deep undercover as a spy to rewrite your own mind and things like that? And then it's like all this plot behind, like, you're not really this person or you really are this person. And it's yeah. just like, oh, my God, there's like double, triple, triple quadruple uh, agents. And, and like, are you really this person or do, are they trying to mess with you? Are you not this person? It's like. Yeah, there's a lot of intrigue and mistrust that tends to be like the one of the through lines of these movies, right? Because it's all about like presenting a certain self to the right parties to get information that you need. And then also there's sometimes those lines board where you might realize that the people you're working for are bad, but those that you're associated with aren't the true problem, but they're still also associated with it. So you got to try to find that like almost no way out type of thing. And it's just there, there's like, there, there could be a lot of good tension with that where it's like, you honestly like, all these people aren't so bad. It's just that they got kind of turned around and, but now they got to answer to this, this jerk hole. That's like the main bad guy. Right. Yeah. And then wasn't there a movie that came out in the summer with uh, Jesse Eisenberg where he was oh, like... Oh, uh, American America, Ultra. American Ultra, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like a... a Stoner-born s- movie. Stoner... I kind of want to see it. I do, too. Yeah. Like, um, it looks... it. I, I hate Kristen Stewart, and that's really what it's keeping yeah. me away from. I feel like, now that you said that, I feel like there needs to be a Danny McBride spy movie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. I feel like that would be pretty I great. Would be, I would watch it, but I'd kind of be a little afraid to see what would happen. And, and even like um, the interview had some like elements of like spycraft in it, where they're trying to get behind enemy lines and their stupid tech and that. And Seth, uh, you know, Rogan having to fight a, a tiger. I don't know, uh, but yeah. So I this I feel like this is something that's not going to go away. I feel like it's only going to actually it's going to hit. Um, but with with the amount of technology we have, the amount of invasion of privacy. I feel like that's something that's now it's almost to the more of the forefront now that it's ever been in terms of like, well, you know, intelligence really is a premium. That is the new currency. Yeah. Right. And part of that is part of the it's not I don't know, not the not the, the plot of Spectre, but it is a anchor to it is how well even Skyfall had a lot of that, too, because because um, we're going that way. And, yeah. and this this ties into what we were talking about before, how 
it reflects the times. Like what that's true. Is I mean, kind it, of scary. it's kind of like the Batman thing too, where it's like the the like Bond would also kind of run yeah with what was major you, the major big fears. You, too. you had the Cold War for a couple of Bond movies, which were a big piece. Yeah, um, and then like uh, with this now, you've got like uh, like like uh, surveillance uh, information technology, drones. Okay. Because, um, like, the whole, you know, thing with, like, you know, how drones can just do a lot of the work and things like that. So, hmm. um, so yeah, I, I, I'm glad that Joe got to see uh, Spectre early. Consider that a scoop until this time tomorrow as I smack the table out of anger. Um, and then, you know, you guys will get to see it. I, uh, if you agree, disagree, um, have other spy movies that maybe we didn't mention that you think are awesome, uh, please let us know. We have a Facebook page. Hit us up there. We're on Twitter, Invading Podcast. We have an email address, invadingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, check us out there. Also, again, I'm going to, to, um, uh, cheer for ourselves and say, go on to iTunes and Stitcher and please write us a review. Uh, we prefer like the highest rating. I, I hope we deserve it. If so, please, please do so. And then tell some friends. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about cooking up another, another offer um, of a fabulous prize. I'm thinking it might be a Blu-ray copy of Fury Road. If that people will get people excited to advertise our show. That's because Fury cool. Road's a pretty awesome movie. It is. And that's what, so I think I'm going to throw it out there now. It's like, if you guys, could do something to show your love of the show and get people out there knowing about it. Um, Joe and I will, you know, decide to see if who can get a copy of Fury Road. I think that's more than worth it. I will bribe you guys with a copy of Fury Road. <laughs> um, so um, th- now that we talked a lot about you know Bond, we're still going to keep going on. Uh, and as usual, we Gadgets. do have a game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Now, now I'm going to spray water into the air. Like, I'm going to drink a bottle of water, like Triple H, and spray it all into the yeah, air. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. If, uh, the game is Joe and I now wrestle the best two out of three. That's yeah. the game. No. Um, I, also, uh, that one, that one, I'm sending that one out to Kevin uh, via Radio Violenta. I'm sure he'll get a, get a crack out of that. Um, we're using wrestling intro music now, I guess. Sure. We're, we're going to slowly change every one of the buttons to wrestling music as we go along. Yep. Yeah, so it's, you're going to eventually hear the Stone Cold like glass break. Gra- that's that's going to be break. the news intro, yep. and it's going to be yeah. So my my game for Joe is since he supposedly is so super spy tastic now, I have a game of is this a Bond item or like like spy tech or is it not? And um, and we'll see how how much he knows here. So let's start with um, bowler hat. A what? A bowler hat, like you know the bowler hat, you know what, the, like. like like, like it's, um, you know, like the hat that I don't, let me give you an example. Like the one odd job wears and throws at people. Oh yeah. So is that, is that Bond that's, tech? That's okay. Bond tech. Okay. There we go. That's you're right. That's I was going to say like, that's yeah. Odd yeah. jobs hat. Bowler, bowler glove. That's not, I wasn't go. sure like, if you were going with odd jobs, actual hat like <laughs> that. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Uh, x-ray desk. X-ray desk. <laughs> yeah. Like you can see inside the desk. No, like you put, yeah. Like you can, like you put items in it. Like you can see what's in. Like basically, the, the the desk itself is an X-ray machine. I don't think that's a okay. Well, that is re- that's that's a Bond tech. It's from You Only Live Twice. Oh. Um, jet rocket surfboard. No, you're right. That's not Bond tech. That's from Agent Cody Banks with little, <laughs> little Frankie, Frankie Muniz. Muniz. I was going to bring up that, but I decided to wait for the the Agent Cody Banks until now. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we went the whole cast without talking about Agent Cody Banks. Right, I was I was fighting every urge to not talk about that. Oh man, um, Holocam. That's a that's a spy tech. 
Yeah, is it, is it from Bond or not? No, it's not from Bond. It's not from Bond. It's from Escape from L.A. because Snake Plissken uses it there. Yeah. yeah. Don't they use, they use it in Total Recall, too, I think? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, shoe phone. That's get smart. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, TV wristwatch. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bond had one of those and one of them. You're right. That's an octopusy. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wanted to say that. All right. Uh, the noisy cricket. No, that's from Men in Black. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. Um, submarine car. That's from Bond. Yeah, Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Um, bulletproof umbrella stun gun. That's from Kingsman. You're right. Okay, you're doing pretty good here. Uh, explosive chewing gum. Ah, uh, that you is, know this one. I do. Damn it. That's. Is that from Bond? No, it's not from Bond. <sighs> Green means go, red means stop. You was it you know, to quote Emilio Estevez? Uh, was it you chew it up and spit it out? Hasta la pasta, I think is what he says. I don't know. It's from their first Mission Impossible. Remember, Ethan Hunt chews it up, puts, throws it at the aquarium, and it blows uh, up, and he runs out. Um, we didn't talk about Mission Impossible. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah, I was, Rogue, Rogue I was trying to also. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah, another one. Rogue yeah. Nation just came out. Jeez. I, was, I was trying to hold off from mentioning some of the stuff so, on my list here. So much spy stuff. Yeah. Um, Jetpack. Yeah, he's got that Thunderball. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Um, Ghetto Blaster. As in, it is an actual large stereo they put on your shoulder that can shoot missiles. Is that from a game? No. What's that from? It's from Living Daylight, so a Timothy Dalton one. Yeah, right. Uh, what? Seems kind of, the name like Ghetto Blaster, it seems kind of like that's probably not politically that correct. That sounds like, no, that sounds like a gun in Saints Row. It probably is, yeah. Ski pole gun. Uh, yeah, that was in, that's got to be in a Bond movie. Yep, Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> slick Shoes. Slick Shoes? That's not in a Bond movie. Is that from Get Smart? No, it's from Goonies. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I I just I couldn't help it. I know that's not a spy movie, but I just thought it'd be funny to throw some uh, data tech in there. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see here. Um. Okay. Something called musket. M U S K E T. It's actually spelled out. Is that from Kingsman? No. Is that from? It's from a cartoon called Codename Kids Next Door. Do you remember that? I remember that cartoon. And it stood for Mustard Using Sidearm Kicks Enemy's Tail because everything had an acronym in that show, for better or for worse. Uh, perfume Flamethrower. That's not from Bond. You sure? Yeah. Oh, and it was six weeks of Star Wars, by the way. I made that note on this on this paper. Uh, we were way <laughs> off. My bad. Uh, no, Sorry. what's that from? Uh, that is from uh, Moonraker. God, uh, Moonraker. I've only seen Moonraker once, and that is considered one of the worst Bond movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cigarette Dark Gun. That's from Bond. Yeah, they only live twice. That was the one I... Is that the, That's the one with uh, the voodoo, right? Maybe. Um, oh, jeez. You know what? I get my Bond movies mixed up so much. It's like 27. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the only one I had to listen to her twice was You Only Live Twice. I think, I like, it's appropriate. Somebody had that. I want to say it was Grace Jones, because Grace Jones was in that. And I th- oh, I don't know. All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, Swedish made penis and larger pump. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's not mine. Seriously. <laughs> it's not mine. All right. So I know that wasn't a really hard one, but I thought that'd be fun. Well, 
Maybe that last thing. Uh, but I just thought it'd be fun to have some some fun with some tech there. So didn't what other Austin had some funny stuff, right? Didn't he, he did. Um, shoot, I remember that was the one that stood out. Whenever I was looking through everything, um, I'm trying to remember what else. Like I remember that his car had like the little video screen in it, and then it would sometimes like Basil Exposition, which you know Exposition. exposition. Uh, what else did he have? I can't remember the rest of the stupid yeah, stuff. I don't he had. remember. Um, but yeah, so uh, there, there we go. That was that was some fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to do it uh, f- for us for now. Anything? Uh, closing thoughts? Wisdom? Um, no, not really. I don't. I know I always put you on the spot. I just yeah, you, know, you do. I should start. Like I'm always put you on the spot, and then I never know what to say to end it. So that's I, the way it goes. You're always just like, yeah, give him some good advice. I'm like, I wish I'd give you some good spy advice. Yeah, no, no good spy advice. No, don't trust anyone. <laughs> including family friends your mailman your pets don't trust them you never know right so um that's gonna do it for us uh this time a lot of fun uh we'll see you next week i'm sure we're gonna talk about video games and blizzcon and blizzcon and blizzcon and flamethrowers and flamethrowers